Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, did you know that football star Cristiano Ronaldo is somewhat of an investor himself? Well, today we are going to talk to a company that he has recently invested in, and that's online luxury watch resale marketplace Chrono 24. Now, founded in 2003, Chrono 24 prides itself as the number one address for luxury watches for commercial watch dealers and private sellers. From around the world, now it currently has over thirty thousand professional dealers and private sellers from over one hundred and twenty countries, offering more than half a million watches. And the company's website now sees over half a million visitors every day. Now, in twenty twenty, in particular, it saw watches worth about two billion euros transacted through the platform. But what is demand for luxury watches like right now, with economies slowing down, interest rates going up, and with cryptocurrencies tumbling? Now, also with prices of Swiss watches near the lowest in almost two years, what does this mean for platforms like Chrono Twenty Four, which charge a fee out of every transaction? Well, for more, let's speak to Tim Strekel, co-CEO and founder of Chrono Twenty Four. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tian, for having me.、Uh, super excited. Super excited to have you on board with us as well. And Tim, we've briefly talked about Chrono Twenty Four being、uh, this leading resale marketplace for luxury watches, but appreciate it if you could take us through. Through your value proposition and business model. Yeah, you pretty much、uh, you you very well introduced us.、Uh, so thank thank you for that. So Chrono Twenty Four is a very global marketplace for luxury watches. We are on a journey to build relationships with almost every watch buyer on the planet. We already estimate that every second watch lover on the planet is using Chrono Twenty Four from time to time, and we're also trying to. Um, get to know all the watches that are on the, on the planet. When you use our app,、um, there's a feature on the on the app where you can scan your watches, and we're able to scan and detect、um, up to thirty thousand different watch models. And then you can use the watch and put it in a virtual collection and track the value of a watch. So I know that many of your listeners are interested in、uh, money markets, stock、uh, investing. But watches are more and more also becoming an asset class, and this is the feature of choice where you can track the value of your、um, of your collection.、Um, yeah, and、uh, by doing this,、uh, we connect buyers and sellers from all around the globe to transact buying or selling luxury watches、um, through our platform.、Um, and uh, it's a it's a super fun category. We're doing this now for twenty years. We have probably put a smile on more than a million people receiving a beautiful luxury watch、um, safely、uh, on their wrist, and hopefully a few million more in the years to come. And I understand you earn fees out of each transaction. Tell us more about your business model then. Yeah, we have around three and a half thousand professional sellers on our platform who pay us pay a small monthly listing fee to be listed on the platform, and we take a small charge. On every single transaction that is being、uh, um, transacted through Chrono Twenty Four,、um, for this we connect buyers and sellers.、Um, we also help in case there are discussions around the transaction. We facilitate facilitate the payment.、Um, from private individuals, we only charge a flat six point five percent listing fee. That also includes payment support if needed on the buy side and on the sell side. 
yeah, this is uh, how, how we generate um, profits. But first of all, we want to help our sellers uh, to generate profit. Most of our sellers sell a significant part of their sales or generate a significant part of their sales through Chrono24. And obviously also private sellers who want to turn a beautiful watch into some uh, uh, financial liquidity. Um, th- th- that's where we help. Mm, I'm sure. And uh, I understand Chrono24 as the leader and the pre-owned uh, luxury watch marketplace industry. But what would you say is your positioning strategy against the likes of, say, a Watchbox or even Richmond-owned watch finder, aside from economies of scale? Chrono24 is a marketplace. So on Chrono24, we connect thousands of dealers, many ten thousands of private individuals and buyers. And Watchbox, for example, is one of our dealers on our platform, and we're happy to have them on our platform. But if you really want to compare offers from not only a single dealer, but from thousands of dealers, um, Chrono24 is globally by far the best choice to do so. I just want to find out, do you also compete on the basis of models available? Um, And if so, which are the rarest and the most sought after models at Chrono24? And how do you get dealers to list these items on your platform? I mean, our strategy is to bring as many trusted and and, and dealers and private individuals on our platform to list. And this is the reason, as you mentioned at the very beginning, why you can find more than a half a million watches on Chrono24 versus often only a few hundred uh, from a single dealer um, or a few thousand if it's a large dealer. Uh, so, So this is the... This is the, the clear, unique selling point for both our sellers uh, that reach a huge global audience and also our buyers um, that can compare prices uh, from all around the world in, in seconds. So what are the rarest models? Um, the most sought-after models are probably no surprise um, the, the most iconic pieces from Patek Philippe, Bordema Piquet, and Rolex. So namely the Daytona series from Rolex, um, the Royal Oak from Bordema Piquet, and the Nautilus uh, from Patek Philippe. I would still say that these are the most sought-after models, also trading significantly above retail prices. So when you, if you had the chance, and unfortunately most of us don't, uh, going to a store and buying one of these models you can usually right away sell it for a multiple of the purchasing price. The bad news is that for many, many years, the stores are empty uh, and don't offer, especially these three series, but also a lot of other steel models from these brands. Nevertheless, I would not consider these models super scarce uh, since we have many of them on our platform and you have the choice uh, among many different options. Um, but sometimes you have to pay a higher price than what you would pay in a store, but you can skip a five or seven year waiting line and might be lucky to have the watch uh, on your wrist within 24 or 48 hours. Hmm. I guess the three most seen uh, words will be uh, for exhibition only. 
But、uh, let's just talk a little bit about the wider business environment.、Um, according to Subdow, prices of luxury Swiss watches are near the lowest in almost two years on the secondary market, and this comes as prices of Rolex, PP, and AP models continued to fall from record highs seen early last year. Now, what are you seeing right now? I mean, we have, like everybody else, we have seen a massive decline last year from a from a peak that happened end of April, early May in 2022. But if we look very careful into our data、um, for the last six months, we have seen for most models rather stable prices.、Um, there is still a little bit of volatility, prices going a little bit up, sometimes a little bit going down. But especially for steel models, for Rolex, Patek Philippe, and Audemars Piguet. Um, we're seeing stable prices. There are a few models that are still in、uh, in decline. Some very specific models, but especially the models that are trading most on Chrono 24. For example, the Datejust 41, but also the Daytona.、Uh, we have seen on Chrono 24 stable prices over the last six months, and we're seeing that supply. Is going down, so this is usually a first indicator that prices will start to pick up.、And、this, by the way, was also the key driving factor that put a lot of pressure on prices last year. Between January 2022 and June 2022, we have seen the offering of Daytonas, Royal Oaks, and Nautiluses to triple. And obviously, when supply explodes, that puts a lot of pressure on prices, and ultimately put the prices down. But now we're seeing a stable or even a slightly declining supply situation for these super iconic models, and stable prices. So we're expecting that this is could even be a good time to at least start to really watch out. But I think it's also important to note that we're not only、um, Discussing these three, I know these three manufacturers are the most sought-after brands, but there are twenty, thirty, forty other important and beautiful、uh, watches produced by other manufacturers. And here we haven't seen this big spike last year in prices, but on the other hand,、um, for many of them, we have seen increasing prices over the last six months. Um, and so I think it's important to not only talk about the big three, but also about many of the other brands like IWC, Omega, Breitling, Tudor,、uh, which have、uh, on our side an、um, average even gained value over the last six months. You were mentioning that prices were stabilizing, but on the demand side of things, how are things looking like? Because we know that interest rates are going up, cryptocurrencies are falling, economies starting to slow down. Are people becoming more cautious of their purchasing behavior? Then we we are seeing a sim a pretty stable demand on our platform over this year, and I think it is fair to say、uh, you might like it or not, but among the people that are able to afford、um, a watch at this in this price category, rising energy prices or even rising grocery prices probably matters a little bit less. Um, I don't want to comment that, but it is、uh, the observation that we are seeing、um, here on our on our platform, and probably the rise of inflation could even be a trigger for a lot of collectors、um, to now start buying. And also, 
when you have been looking for a certain watch for many years and suddenly you see that prices are maybe not at retail, but a lot more affordable than they used to be, this is also a trigger point for a lot of customers to buy. So we are not seeing the explosive growth that we saw last year, but we're seeing a positive year-over-year growth versus last year. I'm honest, it's not as strong as we have seen it over the last five years, um, but we are seeing growing numbers. And this is also what, what we hear from market and analysts that the global market for pre-owned luxury watches is still growing and is expected to even grow faster over the next 10 years to come. So it could even be a good opportunity to, um, to buy uh, and have something that could be a lot more expensive in five or 10 years. All in, how do you think the external environment would weigh on earnings for Chrono24, given that you earn fees out of every transaction? I understand you said earlier that the company has double-digit operating margins, but really how sustainable is this given that Chrono24 cut about 13% of workforce in January amid that downturn? Yeah, the reason why we... Um but we had to look at our cost side was mainly driven by a super strong hiring spree that we entered into over the last two years, probably hiring a little bit too many employees. It was one of the hardest and saddest um, decision. Um, But in all those years, Cron24 was a profitable and cash generating business. And this was also super important for us that We are not a loss-making business like many other tech companies um, were. Um, Yes, prices are going down, and that has a direct impact on on the margins that we make on each watch. On the other hand, we're still seeing record number of sales. For example, in December last year, which was probably the um, when, when, when the price decline started to come to an end, we have seen a record number of sales on our platform. Number of watches being sold in December was the highest um, ever since uh, all those uh, 20 years before. Um, Yet the overall value of transactions was less than what we have seen in the crazy periods of April and May 2022. Um, So people are still buying a lot of watches they're just um, a little careful on paying the super high prices that they were willing to pay in April, May last year. Hmm. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Tim Streckel, co-CEO and founder of Chrono24. And Tim, the outlook for the longer term, though, looks more promising and less volatile, perhaps. According to a report by Swiss firm Lux Consult, which was on our show some time back, Oliver, the man behind it, uh, the secondary watch market is expected to surge to 85 billion US dollars in 2023, and sales of second-hand luxury watches could outstrip that of new models within a decade. Do you agree with this assessment and really what's driving growth? I think that Oliver is probably the most renowned and best and most trusted analyst in the industry. A lot of investment banks rely on his assessment. So I, I do agree here. And given that there have been a lot of watch transactions and they are on record um, over the last 20, 30, 40 years, and it's known what the average holding period of a watch is in a people's uh, drawer. And so the, the math to do to estimate future pre-owned transaction value 
is complicated but doable. Um, so it's not uh, just an, uh, an estimate, but it's a careful calculation that Oliver and his team uh, around Lux Consult have done. So we really trust his data. Is it already the year, I think it was 2032, when he projected those numbers? Or is it a year or two later? This I don't know. But in the long term, I think the outlook is, uh, is very positive. And we still see in uh, also in, in new geographies for India um, uh, uh, that, that people are starting to show an interest in watches. Uh, China is still showing a super strong demand. Uh, the U.S. is still in a strong growth. Europe is growing a little bit slower than it did in the past. I think Europe is also hit hardest by the Ukraine war situation, also seeing still high inflation rates, which might cause some buyers to reevaluate how they want to spend their money. Um, but when we look on a global scale, uh, we are very optimistic um, over the long and midterm future. And in the meantime, Tim, I believe that uh, Rolex has launched a program to certify pre-owned watches for resale through its dealer network. And I believe AP is also working on something similar. To what extent will that boost further the interest in second-hand watches and also boost Chrono 24's business? I mean, we, we are following uh, that development very closely, obviously. Um, we... Uh, we, we look at the prices that Rolex certified pre-owned watches uh, currently have. And um, so what we are seeing right now is that prices are significantly higher. They command a margin versus a comparable offer on Chrono 24 of around 30 to 40% more. Uh, but we also acknowledge and accept that there are probably a lot of customers that are happy to pay such an additional margin for the extended level of trust that you might feel when you buy through a dealer who has uh, a certification directly from Rolex. Um, and for us, um, every watch that's coming back into the market is a good watch. Um, and every customer that is buying his or her first pre-owned watch is a good customer, even though maybe a few customers now will opt for Rolex and are willing to pay a 30% premium. For many customers, it doesn't end with a single watch. They buy another one and maybe a few other ones. And then we, we think that either we'll also see these certificates sooner or later on Chrono 24. And second, um, we expect that maybe a third or a second, a second or a third purchase from these people might then happen on another platform where you can get a much better um, value for money. So the first transaction through maybe Rolex dealer network with the certification and the subsequent purchases on maybe your platform, is that, is that the case? Correct. This is this is what we assume. I mean, right now, the service is still very, very young. We're only seeing mainly one uh, larger dealer participating, uh, namely Buchera. And I think just very recently, Bayer in uh, Zurich also joined um, but it's still uh, in the in the super early days. Mm. Let's wrap up the conversation by talking about your investor base and valuation. Aside from Cristiano Ronaldo, I believe Chrono 24's shareholders include the family investment vehicle of LVMH chairman Bernard Arnold. So what is the strategic value brought about by this group of investors? And what is the valuation that you're looking at right now for the company? I believe it's over $1 billion US dollars already. In the last financing round, Around, uh, the company was valued at a, at a billion dollar. We are in the lucky situation that we are not yet listed on the public stock market. So we're not uh, checking 
our um, valuation on a daily basis. For us, it was always super important to bring the right set of investors on board. Uh, so this started with knowledge, knowledgeable VC and PE firms that really, really know marketplaces. Then subsequently, we decided to also bring in some big names in luxury um, to the platform. And um, who's the biggest name in luxury? It's obviously uh, Bernard Arnault. And we were super happy to be able to win him. And then latest, uh, uh, later, we thought, hey, let's also bring in some private individual watch collectors. And we thought, hey, what is the biggest name uh, in, in watch collection with a huge social following? And this is obviously Cristiano. And we were unbelievably excited uh, that, that he himself decided that he wanted to do this investment. Mm. And just a quick one before we let you go, Tim. What are some future plans for Chrono24 and the second half of this year? What can we expect here in Singapore? There's a long list of, uh, of things that we are currently up to. Um, and um, w- w- the, the, the Asian markets, uh, especially Singapore, but also Japan, are super important markets for us. And we are we're currently um, putting a lot of focus in these markets, and I hope there will be more and more um, occasions where our customers also in Singapore have the chance to uh, try Chrono24, maybe buy or sell, or just uh, um, spend some time, some idle time on Chrono24 to compare watches. Mm. Thanks a lot, Tim. That was Tim Strako, co-CEO and founder at Chrono24. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.